0: Hey, everybody, this is Nick Chicone and you're listening to another DMN one-on-one podcast. I'm joined today by Melissa Machete, VP Managing Director at Exact TV, an automated, unwired TV network that delivers a national footprint by accessing, optimizing, and tracking local broadcast prog- programming to deliver engaged audiences. So thanks so much for being with us today, Melissa.
1: Thanks, and I'm excited to be
0: here. Um, So I wanted to start off uh, by just having you define what exactly is an automated unwired TV network. Who are your clients? What what does that relationship look like?
1: Sure. So we um, at Exact TV are an automated unwired network, like you said. So we're aggregating local inventory across all the local market designated market areas to reach national scale. So we work with pretty much all of the verticals as far as industry verticals go from CPG, pharma, um, restaurants, beauty, mattress, across pretty much everyone um, to really help them expand what their national supply is and what the national inventory that's available.
0: Okay, so uh, d- explain to me too, like, h- how does that sort of fit into this this buying ecosystem, right? Like, what... Um, Where does an unwired TV network uh, come in?
1: Sure, so we really act as a complement to a national network. So you have all the major players in the national space. So what Exact TV is able to do and able to offer is to create additional national inventory and national supply by accessing inventory through the local station. So there's a bunch of inventory or programming that runs that's not national, um, that doesn't have national commercial breaks in it. So what we're able to do is, through our technology that we've built, access the inventory, and then optimize against it to take the markets of New York, LA, right down to Duluth or um, Jacksonville, aggregate all of that inventory together to hit a national scale and then create a national plan by using those local programs.
0: So you're starting at the local level, but you're winding up with a national audience map.
1: Yeah, it's kind of like putting a puzzle together. So you start putting all the pieces of all the different DMAs together to then, once you run the commercials in all of the different markets, then you start to hit the national scale and national footprint.
0: Has the local inventory sort of changed over the years in, in a similar way that, that other sort of inventories have been changing? Um, uh, what are some of the changes that, that have gone on as far as the inventory
1: yeah, I think that, that as a whole, there's a ratings decline on the in the linear television space, so um, definitely impacting on a national level. So what we're able to do is really help advertisers as they're going through their process of trying to figure out what's the right media mix, how are they able to create efficiencies with ratings declining and CPMs going up, you still have a lot of clients that have finite budgets. Their budgets aren't increasing as the demand and the CPMs are increasing. So in in accessing that local inventory, we're able to create additional areas that they can advertise in um, and really drive expanded reach from what they're able to get from just straight national and um, create efficiencies. So we really sit as a um, complement or supplement to national. It's not replacing any of the national mediums, but it just helps to round out by expanding your reach and really um, driving an efficient cost.
0: And so that's the process that's automated in all of this?
1: Right. So if you think about it, there's 210 individual local markets so if we want to scale that um, we said when we started doing this that we could build a business in, ex- in excel but you couldn't scale one in excel um, so we, we learned quickly that we would need some sort of tech to help us look through hundreds of thousands of lines of inventory to then determine what's the national kpi the national goal that we're looking to achieve so the technology that we have is built to use artificial intelligence throughout the estimating of impressions so for years buyers have been estimating lines and trending out what's the rating delivery whether it be on nielsen or comscore what's the delivery that that program is going to do in the future but it's really just data trends so we use cloud computing to be able to take trillions of different data points crunch them together and come out with what's really the trend or what do we really think the right projection on that specific program is in the specific market. And then after we have all of that data across all of the different demographics that we can target against, we then can put in overarching KPIs. What programs are we trying to reach? What percent U.S. coverage are we trying to reach? timeframes, um, if there are specific market goals, we can p- plug all of that in and then run an optimization that runs in um, in the cloud and then runs against a bunch of different optimization algorithms to come back with what's the best recommendation to hit those KPIs, to make sure we're hitting the audience and the consumer base for the advertiser, but also to make sure that we're driving the most efficient cost on that.
0: Hmm. and of those things that you mentioned, is I mean, how specifically, um, what's sort of the most salient um, effect that you've seen sort of AI having on this ad buying process? I mean, how is, how is AI sort of really changing uh, linear in, in those ways?
1: Well, so AI really works to just, it's constantly learning. So we're constantly working with the machine to make sure that we're training it to be in the right, um, continue to learn the right things, readjusting it and then letting it learn. So it's helping us to be able to scale the amount of business that can be placed um, through the sort of optimization tools and estimating tools without having to scale tons and tons of personnel as well as scale um, on the other side of how, how do we transact it. So we've really spent a lot of time using the artificial intelligence to help eliminate some of the friction points that we've had with the buy sell relationship, as well as um, scale the ability of what we're able to accomplish in a day.
0: Yeah, and the those friction points that you, you mentioned between the sort of the buy and sell side. Um, talk a little bit about how what the potential is for where this kind of the tech comes in and sort of um, alleviating those those issues and kind of streamlining the process so that. Um, from what I'm hearing from you, so that really efficient buys can be made.
1: Right, so efficiency just isn't on a cost basis. It could also just be in the actual volume of work that needs to be accomplished to get something done. So um, the buy-sell relationship on the linear side is super relationship-based, and I don't really think that that's going away. Relationships are gonna be important but the way that we transact in entering data into spreadsheets and then copying spreadsheet from one document into one system to another system, I think that there's certainly ways that we can continue to streamline that process so that there's less friction points and the relationship of who you're working with and how you're gonna get the best buys done and the best media for clients is still gonna exist, but the actual transacting of how you're gonna go about that I think continues to evolve and change, and that's where we really see the marketplace um, on the linear side having opportunity to streamline the overall process.
0: And, you know, sp- specifically with the, at a higher level, the, the TV ad buying process, um, Obviously, you're specific to linear, but it seems overall has been in a perpetual state of transition for the last several years. Things have been kind of um, trying to keep up with each other, right? You have the tech side um, being used to kind of automate things. Um, Are we ever going to sort of return to a, a sense of kind of stability that was used to in sort of the older days of linear uh, ad buying or with this, um, you know, the landscape that we're in right now and as you've kind of seen it, um, are we always going to sort of be catching up with the, the um, the latest in tech and what it has to offer?
1: So, so I think that the technology has a ways to go to catch up with where people want it to be. So we certainly have time before we're going to hit um, a point where it might start to plateau a bit. But I think also the consumer side of things and how people are seeing, hearing, interacting with media will will drive how it continues to evolve. because. That's how the digital landscape continues to evolve. OTT, CTV, how people are consuming the media continues to drive how then the media is going to be transacted in the future.
0: Right. And contributing to that sense of kind of like instability, I guess, is that there are these changes happening both on the buy side and the sell side concurrently. um, Would you say that's.
1: Yeah, I think that, that both the buy side and the sell side from both uh, what inventory is available, how consumers are consuming it, how, they're tar- how people are targeting it, targeting it, what sort of data is being used, all of those factors are really starting to play in. And then how is it all gonna interact together? There's still some silos between linear and digital and now some of the connected TV pieces. Um, So how are they all gonna interact in the future? And how are we gonna get out of those silos and really look at things holistically, I think is is where everybody's racing to get to.
0: Yeah, and that kind of dovetails onto what I wanted to ask you about next, which is if you're a marketer, it's a daunting place to be in to try to navigate all of this, and obviously, um, that's nothing new. But it's something that continues. Um, and sort of in dealing with, um, you know, your clients, things like that. Is there a sort of, um, you know, something that you would say to them, in terms of the way that they're approaching these these changes in the the TV ad buying space in, in terms of like things that they need to be thinking about, ways to maximize their own efficiencies and how to come at it with, you know, a, a leg up, so to speak.
1: Yeah. So I think there's tons of solutions out there. So it's really trying to get a full understanding of what the solutions are and what the true offering is behind it. And then what are you trying to do with those solutions? So not every solution might be directly on your attribution point of purchase. Some of them are more from a branding standpoint, depending on where you sit in the funnel for your media and your, um, and your marketing strategy. So really understanding what all of the pieces are and then how they're going to work in your full media mix. I think it is the most important because there's so many different things that play into it um, that you really have to understand what each of them is bringing and, and how they can help you convert um, convert your consumer
0: yeah I mean and that's sometimes often maybe almost always easier said than done yes definitely <laughs> but yes. but um, if you if you were to able to sort of I guess like boil it down to a single kind of area of focus or priority within an you know an organization right like looking at um you know how do you get to a point where you are kind of very easily able to identify these things about your own organization your own brand and what is actually appropriate for you and and maybe what's not i mean
1: so i think from from a media strategy standpoint you have to you have to have a clear vision of where you're trying to go and where you're trying to bring your brand to um to determine what's the right media vehicles to be using and how you're going to be using those i mean it's it's the age-old problem of right like just because we have new ways to communicate to consumers doesn't mean that everybody hasn't been trying to sell for what's the best way and what's the um the the right tactic the right creative the right um Messaging to make sure that you're hitting the, hitting people that you, when you want to hit them, and that you're converting them. So, um, if there was an easy solve to that, I think everybody would be all, all marketers would be really really excited behind that. Um, but I, but I do think that having an understanding of all offerings, you know, where Exact TV is just one of the the ways that you can. Uh, look to target your consumer in an efficient effective way there's there's lots of different variations of on the digital side so really understanding the full media landscape is what helps helps consumer marketers drive their consumer to purchase
0: yeah great um listen melissa i just wanted to thank you for coming in this has been a really interesting conversation um yeah thanks for being here
1: thanks nick it was great being here